We're in Exodus. So if you have your Bibles and want to follow along, we'll be doing Exodus 19 today. We're going up the mountain, at least we're thinking about it, as we look at this really incredible passage. (laughs) I don't know. I read a story this morning, early. It's about a new kind of of, uh, anxiety that's hitting therapy offices, and I stay up on that stuff. You know, I like to read about doctor stuff, and it's climate change anxiety. It's about people who, I was talking about people who, you know, they're standing in the aisle of Trader Joe's, and they're they're looking at the, at the nuts and their kids need a snack. So they want to get the nuts, but then they know it's made out of plastic. So the plaques is going to go to a landfill and then it's going to kill turtles or whatever. And, and it's real. I mean, we worry about everything, everything that we can, whether we have control over it or not. And can, Oh man, it's a balance of all these things I've got to be, be struggling with. And I, I and anxiety is because I have some control, you know, and, my choices matter and the world is dying. And, and so we pause here at Exodus 19. It's quite a chapter. It's for some people, the center of the Pentateuch. And we're about, it is literally going to be the center because they're going to be here at Sinai for 65 chapters of the Bible. That's a lot of the Pentateuch, the Torah. And they're just coming to Mount Sinai where they're going to have the law and they're going to do the law together there and God's going to give it to them. I want you to see the real significant big problem that dealing with God entails. We don't really think about it much. We don't, we don't, we try not to in some senses. What about this relationship you have with God? What do you think of it? How do you think of it? You're going to say there really is a God. We do. You're going to say that he's made everything that exists. We say that. You're going to say he's all powerful and all knowing and, and, and entirely other Yes. Well, do you not think about the real worry and concern you should have? We don't think about it because in a good way, maybe. I mean, I know when I was a kid, I went swimming all the time. I got to grow up in Hawaii. It's beautiful. You jump in. And then I saw a movie. It was called Jaws. You know, there's this amazingly huge animal that swims in the water. So now I go out swimming and and my legs are dangling and underneath it, I don't know what's there. I started to get up. There were months when I didn't want to go into the water. You know what that's called? Fear. Now it's silly when it's a mechanical shark that they display at Disneyland or wherever they display it. But it's not crazy when we think about you deal with God The one who made everything. He's so much more dangerous and powerful than a shark. So maybe you should be afraid. It's common, you know, to think of God as your buddy. But but he was not their buddy in Exodus. And I think we've got to start there in order to see the wonder of what we have. You you have to get this piece from Exodus, from the Old Testament, from the reality. Because we agree with it, but sometimes it's just words of who God really is. 
Okay, so that's what we're talking about, and we're going up the mountain. And my slides are kind of doing something good things, and I need somebody to show it up back there. Because we start with on your mark, and we're going to get to get set, and then we're going to get to something. Because here it goes. So turn with me to Exodus 19, verse 1. It says, On the third new moon, after the people of Israel had gone out of the land of Egypt, on that day they came into the wilderness of Sinai. So three months. Kind of a funny way to say it, maybe, but three months. Three months means every single morning they were getting manna from heaven. Every single day. They're following this pillar of fire and pillar of cloud, like God's going before them and leading them, and they're traveling and they're getting used to it, and they've had three months now to think about. You know, sometimes when things happen, it takes a little while to sink in. They've had three months now to think about what's happened to them. Right? It's a totally miraculous plagues, right? Turning water into blood. I mean, that's, that's about cattle, to, frogs, locusts, fleas, just, just descending miraculously. People dying because this angel of death came across and every single firstborn of the Egyptian families died. And then the whole army of Egypt is swallowed up by the sea. Wow. And so, yeah, this pillar of fire and this pillar of cloud, and they're following along, and here's God leading them, and, and, and there it is. And I think sometimes, sometimes, I mean, talk about movies, the Charlton Heston movies done us a disservice because we think CGI and graphic. This is reality. It's real. So there they go. They, they set out from Rephidim, and they came to the wilderness of Sinai, and they encamped in the wilderness, and, 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 and there they are. There Israel encamped before the mountain while Moses went up to God. So now we've come to, and it's just called the mountain. That's interesting. They've gathered on the plain, but up there, there's God. Or there's going to be, right? Moses gets called up. And it says that Yahweh called to him out of the mountain saying, thus shall you say to the house of Jacob and you shall tell the people of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians, how I bore you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, indeed, If you will obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all the peoples, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you shall speak to the people of Israel. Okay. Interesting words, huh? Think about God saying that. I've borne you on eagles' wings. It's a a reference to how, you know, eagles, when they're parents, they take very good care of their young. They fall out too soon, they'll even catch them on their wings. It's a beautiful picture. I hear that. Isn't that amazing? God delivered them. What I really hear, though, I don't know if you hear it in that passage. Here's what I hear If you obey me, then you'll be my treasured possession. That's what I hear. I mean, yeah, God's been really cool delivering us. It's amazing. It really is. But here we are. And now this God is going to say, if you obey, if you listen to my voice, 
then some good things will happen. I mean, do you hear that too? I mean, if you keep my covenant, then you'll be my treasured possession. You better obey or else you won't be my treasured possession. I know how that turns out. They're called the Egyptians. Right? You'll mean you'll be my treasured possession among everything that I own. You'll be a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. Sure. That's the only time that term's even used in the Old Testament right there. You're going to be a kingdom of priests to me. That's, that's on display for the nations. A, an example, a, a mediator, a, an, an in-between. It's, you're going to be set apart for me. It's going to be really cool. If you obey... This power. God didn't become a man then. This is this power, right? And he's, he's somehow talking in a voice to Moses. And Moses is running down and telling them. And, 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 and there it is. And he's way more dangerous than a shark lurking under my exposed legs. So down comes Moses to tell the people. So Moses comes and he called the elders of the people and he set before them all these words that Yahweh had commanded him and all the people answered. They got together, they all together, they said all that Yahweh has spoken, we will do. And so Moses reported this to the Lord. I mean, I know what I would hear. Right? And that's what they heard. Why? Because they didn't say, oh, how amazing that we'll be a treasure possession. How wonderful who God is to us. Oh, I want to hug him. No, this, no, no. no. All, all, all he said to do, we're going to do. Yeah. Don't eat me. Please. You're a scary God. Because he is. It's almost comical, right? God up on the mountain and Moses going back and forth. But, but that's because God is, is set apart. He's not common. He's not down among the people. It's like he's up there and we're down here. And so Moses is doing the back and forth thing and he's getting his exercise. Because that's what he did. Moses runs back up and he reports the words of the people to the Lord. And, and, and then Yahweh says to Moses, Behold, I am coming to you in a thick cloud that the people may hear when I speak with you and also may believe you forever. Well, that's interesting, right? This is how God's going to come. He's going to come in this cloud, right? The spectacle is going to be so they listen to you, Moses, and they'll believe forever what you're saying because what I'm saying is so important. What they need to hear is so important and, 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 and they're going to believe it because I'm going to show them this amazing spectacle of me. A thick cloud. Hell no, I'm talking to you. Okay. Well, this is the first piece. It's really central to all of what's going to happen in the, in the Torah, right? God to his people and he's there. And how is he going to interact with his people? How is he going to be with his people? How, how are his people to behave and do? And all the people are going, this, this God, this thing on the mountain, he's scary and we will do whatever he says. Well, what does he want us to do? Well, he wants us to obey him. And if we're going to hear this stuff, we better get cleaned up. Right? That's the peace. That's the get set. 
Because when Moses told the words of the people to Yahweh, Yahweh said to Moses, go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow and let them wash their garments and be ready for the third day. For on the third day, Yahweh will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. So this huge deal, God's coming down. Say, well, he's already been there in the pillar and the fly. No, 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 there's a special thing. He's really going to show himself. And and, and, then here come, he's going to come down onto this mountain and the people are going to be there and see. Get set, God says. Wash your clothes. And it's not, it's not the idea of, of, of let's put on your Sunday best. This is scrub your skin because I'm a holy. Consecrate yourself. The word consecrate is the word for holy. It's the word for sanctify. You've heard the word sanctified. You've got to be sanctified. This sanctify idea is like do it, you know. Get set apart because this is super special, this, this, this peace. And it's an interesting aside. We won't go into it much this morning. We don't have time to jump in too far. But on the third day, I mean, a lot of people go, whoa, third day. We know all about the third day. That's when Jesus rode from the dead and is with us forever. But that, that's, that's for another time. This is about getting ready. Get holy because God is a scary other power and you don't just get close to him. And that's what he says, right? You shall set limits for the people all around saying, take care not to go into the mountain or touch the edge of it. Whoever touches the mountain shall be put to death. Whoa. No hand shall touch him, it says, but he shall be stoned or shot, whether beast or man, he shall not live. When the trumpet sounds this long blast, they shall come up to the mountain. So, so there it is. You know, this is so huge. Okay, can't we just stipulate that God's really huge and massive and awesome? And I get it. No, 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 you got to feel This is the Bible, and it's trying to bring you into this idea, this concept that this is who they thought God is. They don't think God is their dad that they're hugging. They don't think God is their best friend. They think God is this other alien power, and he is. God says, you're going to get next to me. You get holy, and you don't get too close. If you get too close too soon, you're going to die. Okay, then. And you know how I'm going to have you die? I'm going to make sure nobody touches you because then they might die. So instead, you, sh- you throw a stone at them. That's what it's saying, right? Or you shoot them with an arrow. So you go to the wrong step. We take out our bow. We shoot you. This is sounding better and better. I'm so glad I came on Sunday morning to hear this. This is amazing. Oh, wow, look, God. No, this is so important that they get set apart. And then the sound will come. And when the sound comes, then it's time. And you can come up to the mountain, it says. And, and so Moses went down from the mountain to the people. He consecrated the people and they washed their garments. And he said to the people, be ready for the third day. Don't go near a woman. You're just being misogynistic? No. 
The whole idea, you have the whole idea of cleanliness and purity and how they thought of it. And you think, okay, I'm not going to do anything that might get me unclean or unpure. This is the most important event of your entire life. You need to be prepared and ready and you just be laser beam focused because God is coming down from the sky and he's coming on the mountain and it's going to be amazing. And don't you dare get too close too soon. Do everything you can to make sure you're cleaned up and ready to go. Moses even has this from avoid intimacy, like don't go near each other. You might get unclean. You might not be holy enough to even be at the foot of the mountain. Do you know why? Because God is there. This is our God. He's the most unique other power there is, and he's coming down from the heavens to hear you be careful. I mean, there are those that say God wanted the people at this point to head all the way up, to just run into his presence. He says, hey, when the trumpet sounds, you guys, come on up. I want to I wanna give you a hug. And I, I just, hard for me to see because they don't know God that way. And it seems really scary. It's definitely in the realm of I'm treading water and there's a blood in the water and a shark underneath me. I will be very careful in how I move because I could die. On your mark, get set, stop. <laughs> I mean, well, look what happens. So on the morning of the third day, there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast so that all the people in the camp trembled. Oh, the time is here. Thunders and lightnings and clouds and sound. This long, loud, everyone's like, oh no. They're not skipping and running into the arms of God. They're shivering and trembling in fear. Moses, it seems like, feels like he's almost pulling him. Come on, you guys, you've got to come. Because that's what it says there, that Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God. You've got to come. And they took their stand at the foot of the mountain. It's not a joy of, hey, let's sing a song and dance. They took their stand. It's a scary thing, right? That's what it is. They're shaking in their boots and they, they're, they're standing there cowering and they're trenching in the bottom. They're ready for lightnings to strike them. They don't want to get closer. And now Mount Sinai was wrapped in smoke because Yahweh had descended on it in fire. The smoke of it went up like the smoke of a kiln and the whole mountain trembled greatly. And the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder Moses spoke, and God answered him in thunder. And then Yahweh came down on Mount Sinai to the top of the mountain, and Yahweh called Moses to the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. Okay, this is the picture. 
They're fearing for their life. God coming down, fire like lava coming out, like the, like the mountain wants to erupt because there's smoke and fire and lightnings and storm. And, 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 then, and then Moses speaks and he says, God answers him in thunder. It's like this a crazy other power that's up there on the mountain. And, and then there's Moses. He's getting called up there. I'm glad I'm not going. Moses goes up. God's up there to see him is to die. If you go too far, you die. They're always going to believe Moses, just like God says, because Moses is going into that thing. And the whole scene drips fear and otherness and raw power. And then Yahweh said to Moses, go down and warn the people. You warn them lest they break through to Yahweh to look at many of them perish. Also let the priests who come near to Yahweh consecrate themselves, lest Yahweh break out against them. You want to ask, what priests? Because the priesthood hasn't even been established yet. Who are these people? And you want to know how many people died because they did get too close, because he's saying, not many. Well, I don't want many to die. Well, that means some of them are. And what? But the picture is that they're barely able to be there. Don't get too close. Here's God himself saying to Moses, warn them, if they get too close, if they look right at me, I'm telling you they will die. If the ones who mediate come too close, they will die. If they're not holy enough or they haven't scrubbed enough, if they haven't done the rituals enough, they will die because they are too unholy. And anybody so close to this powerful God dies. Not because God's a killer, Because you're not clean enough. Warn them, Moses. So Moses says to Yahweh, he says back, he says, you know, the people cannot come to Mount Sinai. You you yourself warned us, saying set limits around the mountain and consecrate it. I mean, I can't pull them up any further, Lord. I don't, we're afraid. And Yahweh said to him, go down and come up, bringing Aaron with you. But do not let the priests and the people break through to come up to Yahweh, lest he break out against them. So Moses went down to the people and he told them, yeah, so go down, bring up Aaron. I'm so imagining Aaron like, uh, <laughs> uh, why don't you take my assistant <laughs> But that's the image. And that's the end of the chapter. God is incredibly other than anything you can imagine. I have a hard time believing this because I've never seen God like this except in a movie. But if I believe the Bible and I believe the Bible, the Bible says God is like this. This is who God is. And I've used the image of a shark, but really the whole earth is a drop in the bucket and he is a devourer of worlds. And then he comes down to the top of Mount Sinai and the earth itself is trembling. I envision lava and steam because the power and the otherness and, and the most incredible news that people will ever hear, if you listen to me, if you obey me, I will treasure you. Yes, yes, we will. 
You will need to get yourself holy and clean yourself and stay pure and stay separate. Yes, yes, we will. And, and, and you, need, you need to stay away from me because if you get too close, you'll die. No problem. <laughs> Moses, you go up. And now the law will come to codify all this, to make it all set. This is the scene of what it is, but it's coming with the law. That's what's coming next. And, and, and keep them in line. And so think it through with me. I mean, it's amazing. How will they do? I mean, we know this is thousands of years ago. This actually happened. And so, so how do they do? Have you heard of the golden calf? While God's actually up there talking to Moses? Well, 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 everybody makes a mistake. Okay, just go through. How do they do? One generation, two generations, three generations, four generations. Just a few generations later, what are they doing? They're getting kicked out of the land. They're mixing with the other peoples. They're not listening to God. They're not following God because it doesn't stick, Right? It's not going to work. This fear-based activity, because it doesn't transmit. Will they be consumed? Hey, I will, I will appear in cloud and fire and power so they will believe. Will they really believe? Make yourself holy. Will they? Will they be unlike the other peoples by the power of fear? Will they remain set apart or will they combine and be just like the other nations? Whether or not Phineas is going to take a spear and kill a couple of them. What about you? I mean, really, if God is this way, what about you? Do you fear him? Do you know that he's power incarnate like this? Do you think of God as holy and other and powerful and dangerous? He's not different than then. So, so, so he didn't change somehow from then to now, did he? So we worship, right? Uh, but, and why our hope is not in our fearful, fearful response or in our, in our promised obedience, because it starts here, but it doesn't end here. You've got to have this as a base. So you get, you start to warm your heart to the wonder of what you have. Do you realize what amazing, amazing, amazing privilege you have? What an amazing child you are. How incredible, incredible, incredible this amazing God has done for you. Because this is who he is. He is not, not this. He is He, but, 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 then, but then he sent his son. He became a man. This fire and smoke and lightning and thunders and eruptions and power and don't get too close to me. He became a man and went among them, among us. So Jesus came, right? And he obeyed. He obeyed, not you. His righteousness given to you. Because they won't obey and they don't obey. They should obey. It's incredibly, amazingly fear. Oh no, you deserve it. When God is mad, if he is such a thing, at all the sin and horror. But then Jesus. It's not just that he obeyed. He, his blood 
His blood makes you holy. Not us making ourselves holy, but him sanctifying us in his blood. Mercy of mercies. We, we, we aren't kept far. The most amazing thing in all existence is that you can be a kid again. You can jump in the water and not worry about the shark. You don't have to think about the shark. Why don't you have to think about it? Because honestly, it's been covered let the little kids come to me. Why? Because they're, what don't they have? Fear. Why do I say that? Well, look what he's done, will you? Now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Wait, 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 I, I'm far off. Why am I far off? Because I'm not holy enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not clean enough. I scrub with soap. I scrub with everything. I scrub with behavior. I scrub with morality. I scrub with all that I can. And yet I'm not clean. And yet you've been brought near into the presence of God. <laughs> oh no, I'm going to die. No, you aren't dying. He's brought you near by his blood. This is why we sing to Jesus. This is why we worship Jesus. This is what it is, you guys. Christianity, we, we get this. Keep going, look at this one. Therefore, brother, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he's opened for us through the curtain, that is his flesh. What? You know, all the pieces that we're gonna set up with the tabernacle where there's a holy place and then there's a holy of holy place and in the temple where there's a most holy place that nobody gets to go in, right? That's all just opened up. And you know what? We run right in. You know the difference of the New Testament saint is God's on the mountain and we run up the mountain. Why? How can I have such confidence? How can I know for sure that God's for me? How can it doesn't matter? And you say, no, 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 no. You don't understand, Dax. I'm not holy. I, I, I looked at impure things yesterday. I got angry yesterday. I got mad at, at my wife yesterday. I sinned. Yeah. And if you want to live in Exodus 19, you stay far away. But if you receive Jesus, oh, you can run right in. Run right in. This is what he's given us. This is what it is, right? There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears haven't been perfected in love. And I confess to you today, I have not yet been perfected in love. I don't think any of us have. But I'll tell you what, as much as we start to see Jesus, as much as we start to understand what he's done compared to what was, we start to go, oh my goodness, get me in. Run in, you guys. I don't care how terrible your week has been. I don't care how hard you think that you've stumbled and fallen. I don't care anything, right? What you get is amazing. You get Jesus. This is the story of the mountain. The story of the mountain in Exodus is that they don't go up. Whether or not they could have right there run up and just I throw ourselves on our your mercy oh amazing alien God the truth is God had it planned all along Jesus Christ has come and you're saved and we get to run right in would you would you bow with me let's go to the presence of God 
Lord, what an amazing thing we get today. And Lord, I pray for our little body of nobodies. Lord, we get to come right into your presence and be holy before you because of your son. Thank you, God. And Lord, all the little things I worry about, I confess, Father, oh, Lord, I'm sorry I can't get my heart off them. Forgive me, Lord, I don't see what a massive privilege I have to just come into your presence and pray. We do that together, Lord. We're so grateful for Jesus and what he's done. We're so grateful that you who are other and powerful love us. I don't understand why, but thank you, Lord. Please be with us. Lord, I pray that. Please, your Holy Spirit, which is in us, please use us. Lord, please go before us in every way because we need it, Lord. And help us to hold fast to Jesus. In your name, amen.